0: Welcome to the Nick and Matt show, bringing the player interviews you want to hear and the hot topics you want to discuss. Streaming live on the Foundation Podcast YouTube channel, here's Nick and Matt. All right, everybody. This is not Monday evening. We are live and this is officially episode 60. We released episode 59 last night. However... Since last night, we had a special news release via the PDGA.com, their social media outlets. Nick, how did you read that news? What did it say?
1: Uh, So they pretty much talked about how the national tour will officially be disbanding on the PDGA side of running it and that the Disc Golf Pro Tour will be running every single Elite Series event for the foreseeable future. And so I thought that was super exciting news. What's kind of funny is actually I was just thinking about this. Is I don't think I actually ever got a chance to play a national tour event. I think any of the elite series events were either majors or, um, disc golf pro tour events. Well, Nick. so it's kind of, it's kind of funny. Cause I'll never be able to compete for a national <laughs> tour title, but at the same time, I can say, you know, I was zero for zero. I never lost any of them. Well, okay, that's true. Okay. So, and mm-hmm. that's also interesting for the people who just
0: played like Mason, who just won his first NT and that was the last NT. Mm-hmm. So good for him. He got it in, but. I think what's funny is last night you said that was like one. No, you said elite series last night. You said one of your goals was to win an elite. So you can still do that. Exactly. I can still do that. Okay, so we have Nate Heinold in the virtual green room. We're letting the viewers grow just a little bit here. And it looks like it has. We're just about to bring him in. But the news, yes, is official. Uh, The PDGA has announced and we're going to let him kind of do the wording here. My understanding is it's more of a merging of tours mm-hmm. as opposed to the PDGA going away but let's go ahead and bring in and introduce which it's not hidden news but it is news that Nate Heinold is the president of the PDGA board of directors we just brought him into the channel here into the show welcome Nate uh and is that correct you are the president of the PDGA board now
2: I, that is correct. Yes. I was elected by the, uh, the board of directors to serve in that role for the next year. So.
0: Okay. So we've got at least a year commitment here and you are speaking today. If you want to speak off the record as Nate Heinold, I know you're good at doing that. You can say as Nate Heinold, Uh, but you are speaking for the PDGA today on a lot of these questions that we have. Could you go ahead and just, give us your version of the press release today because we can all read it but like what's your summarization of that
2: yeah the reality is that um the disc golf pro tour is running the elite series next year it's absorbing the national tour it's a merger of the uh two tours the pdga uh you know certainly will still run over six thousand sanctioned events uh, this year and will probably run more next year and and so the tours are combining. The Pro Tour has done a great job to, you know, cater to the the people who are trying to make a living playing disc golf, the 150, you know, elite pros. And so the PDJ will still obviously be here. We're not going anywhere. We'll still run A tiers and our majors and you know I believe the number is I think we had 14,200 professionals compete in a non-elite series event this year. So Uh, The PDJ is is not going anywhere. We're going to continue to focus on our other strategic initiatives and and making our majors even better. Um, But to a high level, the Pro Tour is the elite series uh, tour for the foreseeable future.
1: I love that. That's definitely a good thing, I think, in our sport is to combining the efforts of both the PDGA and the Disc Golf Pro Tour and allowing one specific tour, like Nate was just saying, to you know, give these players a chance of an actual living and then having these silver series events on top of that for, you know, those maybe more local names or the lesser of, let's say the top 30 pros, a chance to compete at these silver series events. Uh, I definitely think it's a step in the right direction for our sport, combining the efforts rather than trying to run three or four separate tours. Like, you know, back in 2016, what was there? The majors, the world tour, the pro tour, and then the national tour. Just being able to have all these efforts combined into one and letting You know the people who should be running them run them i think is an incredible achievement that has just recently happened
0: yeah uh nate is there just start picking away at all all this stuff and being picking away trying to understand it better and so sometimes it comes across that way the wording we've been saying or thinking since hearing this everyone's probably saying the nt is going away the nt is ending the pdga is being consumed by the disc golf pro tour (laughs) Uh, all of this wording is that a reason why in the press release it said it, it we're merging um, instead of saying, you know, the NT's ending? Is that a part of the conversation?
2: Yeah, I guess. I mean, I've looked uh, to to social media, and I, I can't believe somebody would take the PDGA as going away from this, but certainly the PDGA is not going away. In fact, you know, uh, we did obviously spend resources on the national tour we'll take those resources and continue to invest in technology and other membership benefits Our, you know, all of the other 6,300 events we run and TD support and training. Um, we're not going away. We're going to make sure our majors are a great focus. We're adding a new major next year. We have pro world in Emporia. We have us women's we have, you know, hopefully the European open. We have other majors such as the U S uh, you know, masters. And so, we're going to really focus on those events and let the pro tour continue to do, you know, what they've been doing. But I think a merger is a great, a great word for it. The PDJ is not going away, though. One of our, um, one of our aspects of the organization, the national tour, is being absorbed and merged with a private organization who has done a great job of of running a professional tour. So, mm-hmm.
1: now the conversation has potentially been happening for a few years now. And let's say within this last year has definitely kind of kicked into high gear. And I think a lot of people, spectators, professional players have kind of seen this happening. What ultimately, you know, led the PDGA into wanting to come out with the decision. Now why not wait till the end of the year? Like what was the point of releasing the statement
2: today? Well, the bottom line is the schedule is coming out in a few days. And so, Obviously, it's still, I think, you know, being completely finalized. I'm sure the framework is mostly done, but the reality is this has been ongoing for five years. And in, in terms of Steve Dodge presenting to the board of directors, Todd and Jeff taking over the tour, and when that happened, when Todd and Jeff kind of took over, uh, they were in immediate talks with uh, the PDGA and, and our executive director about what it would take to unify the tours. And so this is not a a surprise um, to people within the organization because it's been something we've been working towards. We gave them achievable goals and things we wanted to see. And when that was clear, it was going to be hit. um, They started to negotiate to make it happen for next year. And so I think Jeff's been very clear that it's been a long goal of the tour To have a unified tour for many reasons and the pdj was able to get behind the vision because enough of those benchmarks were were being hit and and so that's kind of you know what spurred it to happen now
0: okay uh that leads me to you brought up a point steve dodge i saw in the press release somewhere that You know, technically, this has been part of the conversation for five years. And if you go back five years or four years or even three years, Steve Dodge is there. Uh, I sent a text out to him. I haven't heard back yet to see if this was his original plan. And I think it was part of his original plan to see this unified. And so he's got to be proud as far as Steve Dodge is concerned. But taking this question here with this merger, and I'm just going to ask it because it's a question that's going to come up people were starting to view a lot of the NT events negatively. And I don't necessarily believe that's because they were necessarily run negatively or poorly, but the disc golf pro tour was doing such an excellent job uh, from a lot of viewpoints that it seemed to really put that spotlight on the NTs to say that they aren't meeting that standard. So is this happening, this merger because the PDGA wasn't running these NTs well? Or is it because the Disc Golf Pro Tour was running their events so well? You see what I'm saying? It's a different look at it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've, you know, that's a great question. And I would say that it's been an ongoing process. You know, if you looked at where the Pro Tour was a few years ago before Jeff uh, got involved, it was in shambles, unfortunately, right? And Steve did a great job to get it to where it was. And at the end of the day, it just, it needed one more push to get over the hump and Todd and Jeff provided that. So the national tour was the only game in town for 13 years, to be honest. And then the pro tour came along and, you know, several years ago, the pro tour and the national tour, you know, were very similar. Maybe the pro tour is better in some areas and the national tour is better. Um, But obviously last year, the national tour wasn't able to be run and, and the pro tour filled that void. And that was kind of our, way of saying wow they not only did it but they did it well in a pandemic and we still don't want to get rid of the national tour yet Let let's see if they can follow up the next year and they've elevated themselves to a great level the bottom line is the pdj has many strategic initiatives not just 150 professional players who are trying to make a living playing disc golf we have 100,000 members and we run 6,300 events. So the idea that the PDJ could only focus on one one thing um, was never going to be a reality. So the idea that another organization has come along, and Jeff says they may have 30 employees by the end of the year, another organization that has that many employees only focusing on 13 events and 150 players, um, clearly they were going to do a great job with that kind of honed in focus. And so it's not a knock on the national tour at all. In fact, the pro tour would not be here without the national tour kind of starting the process of how these players could make a living. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. We've kind of seen, you know, the conjoined effort between the national tour and the pro tour, especially when it came to the media side of events with the disc golf network, actually filling in and doing the filming and a lot of the press conferences. And one of the things that we've seen at the press conference conferences is kind of the players some of the players' frustrations within the national tour events within p d g a ran majors or anything like that did the players' vocal kind of announcements of say let's you know silent protests or feedback or anything like that did that have anything to do with the decision, or was it kind of more so this has been in the work for years, obviously, but did the players kind of had some sort of say in this matter at all?
2: I would say they did not have a say in the matter in the way that you're saying in terms <laughs> of, you know, we weren't taking some negative feedback to make this monumental decision. It was a long-term decision. You know, when we pulled the players on this a few years ago, we asked them, would you rather have one tour or both tours? The unequivocal answer was both tours. We want more money. We want more events because the, the concern from the players was, are you going to get rid of events? And so now it's a little bit of a different situation where the pro tour can potentially expand and they have the silver series. And so the reality is that this wasn't done because of complaints or criticism or the national tour, not being up to the standard that, you know, people expected the bottom line is we have tour standards and we have a lot of things that we have out there. The national tour was, we was doing all of those things and we were using established events I think the bottom line is the the Pro Tour really took the model, getting spectators there, getting paying spectators there and, and dumping that money back into the purse and taking the media rights and getting these national sponsors across 12 events instead of one event. That's the benefit that they really started to bring to the table Um, a few years ago, there was no spectator revenue and this year Mm -hmm. events were bringing in a lot of money to be able to put back into the purse. So uh, I, I really think it's the, the, uh, the the elevation of the pro tour is what really allowed the PDJ to want to make this decision, which by the way, we're very thrilled with this decision. We're, Mm -hmm. this is not a loss for the PDJ at all. It's a huge win The staff is happy. The board is happy. The board was unanimous in this decision. Very cool.
1: No, I think that's a great insight to hear. And just, you know, it was, you know, we've talked about this merger and everything like that. It's a very friendly transition that's happening. And both groups have been able to work so well with each other this year that I think, you know, for me personally, as you know, a content creator in the sport of disc golf, but also someone who occasionally is able to travel out to those elite series events. It's a nice transition looking forward into the 2022 season.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so there's still a handful of questions here. I appreciate your time on this. Um, so I'm curious the day to day, if you will, what is the PDGA's involvement going to be with the official tour of the PDGA? Uh, are you having the disc golf pro tour as a contractor, if you will, that they're running the pro tour for you. Um, and also just elaborate, if you will, that's like a two-part question. You're a minority owner is my understanding of the disc golf pro tour. So like, what is the involvement day to day going to look like with the tour?
2: Yeah. At the end of the day, um, you know, there is a contract obviously between the two organizations. Right. And, You know, the PDGA and and DGPT staff, um, you know, worked closely to identify the events for the 2022 season, um, to make sure that we tried to have geographic sensibility and, and to kind of look at who was successful for the national tour, who we could bring back. Um, the, the bottom line is that we're going to let the pro tour do their job. We're not going to micromanage every aspect of that event, but the, but the PDGA, we will have presence at those events we will have um we'll assist at those events in any capacity that is asked of us from you know rules and 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 martial support um you know media and so uh we hope to be a partner with them and i I think that will continue to evolve over time in terms of how much presence we have at those events um but certainly we're going to let the pro tour um do their job and execute their mission um as i said there is a contract in place between the two organizations uh, but we're not going to micromanage the pro tour Mm
0: -hmm. um let me ask this uh which events are going to stay you mentioned the 2022 season is that announced or do you have that list or are there any events going away from the nt that would be worth noting
2: yeah, let me look at the list. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't, I, I actually have no idea. So, um, I, I know that it's, I think nice. the goal was for it to be announced, uh, I think Friday. So, um, I think the reality is that I think there'll be a pro tour schedule and there, there'll be a silver series schedule eventually released. Um, I assume and hope that my two events are on the schedule still. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, I'm, I, I believe I have, I have dates for Ledgestone and Diglo, but um, <laughs> I, I'm, I, you know, Michael Downs, who is our uh, operations manager, and Jeff and Joe and the and the teams have been talking about dates and events for a while, and so you know, I am confident that uh, the schedule they put out will be the best schedule possible.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Now, I think this is going to kind of go a little bit off topic, but I think the last time that we had you on our show, we were talking about the Players' Cup, which is one of the new majors that was announced for the 2021 season. And this was in the initial stages of that announcement coming out, or excuse me, the 2022 season. And that was in the initial statement of this event happening. Is there any more detail to this event that you're allowed to shed light on in the sense of, you know, we have the idea that it's four rounds of stroke play and then the match play going down afterwards. Are there any new... You know, things that came about with this event?
2: Yeah, I think I, you guys may have just seen that. I think Bushnell was announced as the, um, the presenting sponsor, and they came out with the disc to support the event. So I'm very excited about Bushnell with that event. I know Robert Lender, the TD, has been working hard. But yeah, it's going to be a four-round, uh, a, a five-round event, or sorry, four rounds of stroke play and then into the uh, semis and finals of match play that is still um, there's been no change in terms of the format, but the biggest announcement has been uh, Bushnell. But I would expect that event to go off very well. You know, uh, through this deal with the, the the Disc Golf Pro Tour, PDJ membership or, or you know PDJ members get some special access to events such as the Champions Cup, and so I do think it's a a great sign that a company like Bushnell wanted to come on and be a very large sponsor of that event so i'm i hope to go to the event and Mm -hmm. if i'm playing um or or watching or whatever i'm excited to go back to wr jackson
1: i was just about to say i'm really really hoping there's a big event next year at wr jackson absolutely that that course is in my top five and so i'm really hoping to be able to play an event at wr jackson next year
0: yeah but we can't predict but that sounds nice uh so yeah, exactly this is a short question i have for you just generally you can't speak for the disc golf pro tour we're trying to line up jeff it's probably not happening during this episode but you can speak from your perspective as the pdga representative was this a win for both parties based off of your understanding
2: yeah i would say it was a an unequivocal win for both parties and i think i can just speak for the you know the PDJ there, and, and probably even Jeff. I'm sure Jeff would say this is a win. So, but th- from the PDJ's perspective, we have found a great public-private partnership that is going to work very well, and that fulfills one of our missions. I mean, this is going to provide benefits to our members. I mean, they get a 50% discount for the disc golf network and get five events, or you know, or five events that have some kind of free coverage that that's a $60 value. Our membership only costs $50 for the PDGA and that, and that hasn't changed in 15 years. So, you know, it's a huge win for the PDGA.
0: Yeah, that's good to hear. And you were just touching on the benefits and there are players out there in the PDGA who did have a bad taste in their mouth. I'll say, unfortunately, or rightfully so uh, from their experiences, but they're looking for, well, how does my money, you know, what, are, what are we doing with the PDGA now? Um, but you just mentioned the benefits there alone. I think it's a great opportunity for both parties, as you said, a win for both sides. Um,
2: and yeah. And and if you look at the other member benefits, you know, I mean, we're running 6,300 events this year. I mean, I've played in 10 and I'll play in a couple more. Nick's played in way more than me, but just having sanctioned events and getting a rating and, having tournament manager and the scoring app, those things cost money, right? You know, we've added so many new players, but we've also added a ton of new TDs. The PDJ has seen that as a, a an issue where these new TDs come along and they need training. We've hired people, two new people just recently, just for TD support and training. So we are really doing a lot to try to advance the sport and, make it more professional, uh get our TDs up to speed, allow our members to play in as many events as they want. So, you know, we're we're trying to do a lot um in in, in those kind of areas.
0: Yeah, it's this news was pretty big. Um I will kind of toot our own horn, right Nick? Was it Two episodes ago now, we were talking about the speculation of something like this happening. We said, if it happens, we think it's this coming year. It is. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we had something right. We talked about which events might stay or go away. But Nate, um, I don't know that we missed very much on here. I'm trying to think. Let me just put it out there. Anyone have any questions in the chat? We don't usually do it this way, but I'm going to give you just a little bit. Get a question in there. One of them while we wait. A fun question, Nate. Are those discs, are those clear discs on the floor behind you?
2: <laughs> uh, where are they at? Yes, they are. <laughs> they are actually, um, I have to look. There are um, some leftover uh, Paige Pierce Crystal Pierces with her signature and stamp that are double stamped that I forgot to put online or sell at Ledgestone. So um, those were St. Jude discs, and so I'll have to put those up eventually. So. <laughs>
0: OK, uh, yeah, because people in our chat initially were like, you have to ask them about those discs. So they're, OK, it came up again. The clear discs. Ask the question. Um, so, Nate, as we wait here to see if there's one final question from the chat, do you have any plans as what you bring to the PDGA? I know we didn't have you on to talk about your role as the president. Um, you're doing a lot in disc golf. And you bring, you know, I think some great skills, um, probably goals, but maybe you can just talk just a little bit about that as your role as the president.
2: Yeah, I mean, my main role as the president is to, you know, set the agenda for board meetings and to kind of steer the board to these higher level strategic issues. And and this has obviously been chief among them in terms of, you know, it's not like I haven't heard the... Hey, you guys, you know, need to focus more on the pros and, and, you know, make the national tour even better for every comment we get like that. We have 10 amateurs who say, Oh, focus more on the amateurs. And so that's a constant back and forth. And so that's why this deal will help so much that we can trust the P you know, the disc golf pro tour to execute that part of our mission. And we can focus more on youth and education and, you know, growing internationally and, and those kind of things, leagues. and so so my main job as president is to help set the strategic kind of nature of where we're going at a very high level. And obviously, there's fires to put out, and you know there's other obligations I have with discipline and, and kind of the backend work, but really it's to steer the organization at a high level, um, to keep us on track with our mission and help approve the budget. And, and, and kind of those kind of very high level things.
0: Okay, so a few questions came in, and I'm not fully sure. It does relate. It's, it's in a unique relation to what we've been talking about. Um, first of all, people are asking about international, you just mentioned that, international events. Is this something that the Disc Golf Pro Tour needs to, now that they're merged with you, as a PDGA do they need to run their ideas through you to make that decision like hey we want to run events in Europe I know they already had plans to do that but I mean any new events that might come up and then also in addition to that question similar vein are there any unique rules that they're allowed to do now it's or is it still you know it's tied to the PDGA they can't make up unique rules such as we don't have to go to playoffs if a round gets canceled we could have an event the following you know the following morning like things of that nature, if it's their own tour, or is it still tied in so tightly that that can't happen?
2: Um, To answer your second question, you know, right now, uh, there are no, I mean, there's no different rules or standards per se um, that are on the books, you know, that I'm aware of. But I do know, um, just at a very high level, that I think there have been discussions about potential changes to certain things that you know may only apply to elite series events and not a c-tier for instance and so um so nothing that i have to announce now um and i don't know anything more in that regard but i would say that that's an active discussion for sure um on the international side uh certainly if you look at our press release um you know The bottom line is that the DGPT is looking to engage with events outside of North America in the future, um, and I would say be on the lookout for kind of more details on that. Uh, But right now, this kind of deal is just focusing on North America.
0: Nick, I've asked a lot of questions. Do you have any? I have one more if you don't.
1: No, go for it. I've been kind of scrolling <laughs> through the chat, looking at it and see if there are any other questions were popping up. So I'll let okay. you keep keep the reins on That's it. That's how I felt. We're wrapping it up here in the next few minutes,
0: Nate. Um, this one is, I feel like it's slightly unfair, but we are a talk show. I want to ask it. Is there, people have talked about over the previous years, there being conflict of interest with things, whether you're sponsored by craft and you run an event and you're working for the PDGA, etc. You are now, in some ways, contracted by the disc golf pro tour and you're also the president over here at the PDGA. Um, do you see any conflict in that for you or or is it even if there was, is it totally kosher?
2: Yeah. I mean, obviously there's a conflict of interest, right? You know, I am the president of the PDGA and I run two disc golf pro tour events, but I also run PDGA majors and I have affiliations with various disc golf companies and then several players, right? So uh, yeah, I have conflicts of interest, but the bottom line is that for a conflict of interest uh, to really matter, I have to be able to get a financial benefit. So with this deal here with the Pro Tour, the National Tour and the Pro Tour merging doesn't really affect me, to be honest. And so, I we did discuss if Elaine King and I could vote on this issue and we agreed because Elaine does commentating, so she's paid a a very small fee, I believe. But um we decided that look, there's nothing that they're really gaining with this specific decision, and we didn't think it was a conflict of interest in that regard. Um and so but certainly we have this discussion all the time as a board. Does d- does so and so have a conflict here? Should they abstain? Uh, should they vote? Um, and so I wasn't actually involved in any of the negotiations with this specific deal. And so you know I was um, appraised of the deal when it happened. It was signed last night, but I was not involved in the, the negotiations. I allowed Jeff and Joe to to do all that work. So awesome! Very cool.
1: Yeah, I have I have full on excitement, just how everything is going to play out now and the smooth transition that seems like it's happening. Um, I'm a big fan of Pro Tour events. I've loved almost every single one of them that I've traveled to. So I'm excited to, you know, play them next year. Yeah.
0: Thank you very much for your time, Nate. We were able to pull this one together kind of last minute because we don't usually do a show on Tuesday evenings you stepped in we stepped up <laughs> we were able to get it done thank you very much for your time we're going to let you go is there anything we missed you want to say or are we good nope thanks for uh thanks for having me all right appreciate it Nate have a great evening thank you Nate all right everybody that was Nate Heinold uh president of the PDGA board of directors which again was never officially like announced in like a public well It was made public. It was on the PDGA website, but it was never advertised, is how I should put it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of people see that as a positive change. One, Uh, Nate, uh, Nick, what's your summary Mm -hmm. after hearing from Nate on all of this? Like, just your general, like, how do you feel? Are you excited? What are you thinking?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely excited. Um, I just kind of spoken about it. I love the way Pro Tour events are ran. I love the way that jeff spring has been handling everything on the pro tour side of things i have voiced my opinions in numerous episodes i've voiced other people's opinions who i've talked to just how some national tour events were ran this year how pdga majors were ran this year so i definitely have my own personal opinion and then also the opinion of other people and so i'm excited that the national tour or excuse me the pdga was able to have the smooth transition and seeing that look the disc golf pro tour is specifically focused on an elite series tour uh, they're focused on creating a better environment for players, on the NPO side and the FPO side, and they have, like Nate was just saying, they, you know, eventually they're going to have a team of 30 people solely focused on this. When the PDGA has so many other things in the world to focus on when it comes to professional disc golf and amateur disc golf, and even just casual disc golf at this point, they have so many other things to focus on. I'm glad it's a smooth transition. I think, you know, one other time I can kind of think about things like this is when Steve Dodge handed over the reins to the pro tour to Jeff spring and Todd rainwater. It was a smooth transition. And you know, the first year of it ran smoothly. The second year has just been getting better and better. And I think with a team solely focusing on, a specific tour for elite level players. It's an incredible thing. I'm very excited for more news to come out with it. Um, Tour passes, tour players and everything like that. I'm very excited to see how 2022 is going to play out. That's a great point.
0: I think you and I, we've been talking so much disc golf over the previous year and a half that we start to somehow predict what's going to happen. And I'm not saying we're perfect, but we did. But we did predict this one. Um, And part of that was just the way everything was falling in line over the year when they announced hey, Disc Golf Network is covering all the NTs. Almost immediately, I said, this is a perfect setup as a transition to now running it. Now, one of my concerns, I don't, concern's a strong word, Nick, but one of my thoughts mm-hmm. is, I asked about like, what's the involvement of the PDGA with the tour? Like, can the Disc Golf Pro Tour make their decisions on their own, etc. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's fully how it's going to be. Now, if their team is really, you know, good and working together as a team should, there shouldn't be any issues. But what happens when there's conflict, right? Who is the ultimate decision maker? Is it all parties related? So PDGA and this Golf Pro Tour, hey, we don't want to run that event. Or, like, is this happening Mm -hmm. behind closed doors? Is it public? Um, There's a lot to see how this plays out. But I'm really hoping that the PDGA kind of steps back and it's what it sounded like steps back as far as and this is what nate said watching and allowing them to run the tour um and so i think that's what we're gonna see i would i would imagine they're gonna try to stay out of it as much as they can especially this first year um but i'm excited to see how it plays out i think it is going to be good for the sport in general they're a team now it is not
1: ended it is merged um so exactly i don't think i I really don't think there's going to be too many issues when it comes to that because it's the same thing as when the pro tour even announced the pro tour in general they're still ran under pdga guidelines and pdga rules and everything like that but the pro tour ultimately had the decision of these are the events that we want to run these are the this is how we want to run these events and so i don't think you know with how well the pro tour has done Let's say the last two seasons, like Nate was saying, they were able to run a tour efficiently, effectively, safely, well during a pandemic, and then they've ran it even better this year. They've you know brought more spectators into the sport and everything like that. They're able to focus specifically on their event. I think there, if there are issues at these events, like there has been in the past, no event is perfect, but every single time, you know, even in something as simple as someone posting in the player's page saying, hey, we're out of water on hole seven. Jeff spring and the pro tour are on top of it right away. They're consistently checking to make sure everything is ran smoothly at their events. I, I, you know, I think it's a perfect merger. Um, like I said, though, not every single event is going to be ran to perfection, but at the same time, I think the pro tour is going to take 99.9% of the reins going forward with this. I don't think the PDGA is really even going to have to put much of their decision-making inside of it because of how, Things have been ran with the Pro Tour in and of itself. I mean, even to let's go back to worlds really quick. A lot of issues that we are having at the World Championships, we were able to talk to Jeff Spring, and Jeff Spring was able to be kind of our stepping stone into getting in touch with more of the PDGA association or the staff. And he was handling things even technically when he didn't have to. And so I think that just shows what the future is going to be like with the pro tour. So I, I can tell you this, a very, very large majority of players that I've spoken to are hundred percent on board with this and they're, they're excited for what the future holds when it comes to their tour and their living. Yeah. So we could talk forever and ever. And that's what
0: we do on the naked Matt show. Yeah. But I exactly. think we've hit most of the points. I think Nate <laughs> answered a lot of the questions we were not able to, this was very last minute Line up Jeff spring. We do have a message out to him. Maybe we get him on next week. Um, but just to tease it out there, because we are here again recording another episode for you right now, uh, we are trying to line up the TD for USDGC as well as the Throw Pink uh, Women's Championship for next week, our next episode, because we want to talk about what's up with the sticks on hole nine. We want to hear it from the tournament director himself. Um, yeah. And maybe now he's going to catch wind of that. and He's not going to come on. I don't know. Jonathan Poole's is a great guy. Sarah Nicholson <laughs> over there with Throw Pink. Uh, Let's wrap it up. I think most of our questions were answered. The chat's still going crazy here. Um, Nick, it was great seeing you on a Tuesday evening. This is out of (laughs) place. Now I'm going to be confused going into tomorrow.
1: Yeah, it's like, wait, what am I supposed to do? Do I I have to film another episode tomorrow? No, we're trying to figure it out. But anyways, this was uh, huge news in the disc golf world, whether you like it or not, whether your decision is or your opinion of it is good or bad. I mean, for me personally, I think it's a great stepping stone in our society and I'm excited to see what the future holds with it. And, um, I feel bad cause the chat is kind of buzzing off right now. I've actually been trying <laughs> to comment here and there when I can, I've, you know, I've uh, lost a little focus when we were talking with Nate, just trying to read some comments and comment back. But, um, to anyone who, <laughs> you know, wants to talk to me more about it, shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. And I'd love to keep, you know, sharing my opinions on everything. Um, like I said earlier, a lot of what I have said is echoed from pros that I talk to consistently every single week, or even just my own opinion at events that I've been to. So I'm excited. I think it's a great move. I think the PDGA is gonna make it a smooth transition going forward. And I'm excited for more news to come out with it. Nick, I'm
0: saying it early. You're awesome, but you're appreciate it, brother. Usually, usually in the chat. I'm getting hardcore roasted. You know, like, oh, yeah, here goes I'm, I'm Matt getting, on his I'm taste. A Yeah, little I, bit know, I know. No, I know. You yeah. can take some of that heat. All right, let's yeah, close it out. Exactly. Let's close
1: it out. Well, cool. Hey, everybody, for watching. Thank you so much for coming on a Tuesday night. We know this was kind of a spontaneous episode, but with news like this, the Nick and Matt show really wants to put it out. So if you can, go ahead, leave a like, comment, subscribe to the Foundation Podcast channel so you know exactly. We try to go live every single Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, We definitely got some big shows coming up. I do want to give it a shout out really quick. Andrew Zimmern from Bizarre Foods, incredibly famous guy in the world, super disc golf advocate as well. He'll be coming on our show in the next few weeks. We're very excited to talk to him about his kind of involvement in the disc golf community. He was at the Celebrity Program held at Ben Askren's house. So anyways, leave a comment, like, subscribe, check us out on all of your favorite podcast platforms if you're listening to this post live Tell someone you love them this week. We'll catch you on the next one. Nick, I am so hungry for a gyro right now. (laughs) I know, right, dude? I need some gyros. I'm going to have some dinner right now, so I'm very excited. Everyone give a shout out to Hannah McBeth's mom. (laughs) We're celebrating her birthday tonight. So happy birthday to Beth. All right, Nick, you're awesome. Let's get out of here. Peace out, everybody. The
0: Nick and Matt Show, a disc golf podcast designed for you, the disc golfer. Find The Nick and Matt Show on your favorite podcast platforms or stream us live exclusively on the Foundation Podcast YouTube channel.